ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره نعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى ال محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم في العالمين انك حميد مجيد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار وبيجن باي فريز ان الله سبحانه وتعالى وفريز هيم ان واس هيز هيلب ان وي سيك هيز فورجيفنس ان وي سيك ريفيج ان الله فروم ذا ايفل انسايد اس اند فروم ذا ايفل كونسيكونسز اوف اور باد اكشنز ويفر الله سبحانه وتعالى جايدز نو ون كان جايد اند ويفر الله سبحانه وتعالى ليفز تو جو ستراي نو ون كان جايد اي تاستيفاي ذا ريز نو جت تو بي ووشيبد بت الله ان محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اور ماستر اور تيتشر اور ليدر ذا ماسنجر اوف الله صلى الله عليه وسلم Well, my sister it has been really depressing lately. Starting from overseas with all the terrible things that's taking place right now with ISIS doing and how they declared war against Islam and Muslims and against the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam before they declared war against anybody else really because what they are doing they destroying the image of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam they destroying our reputation the principles and the values of Islam and also the things that are happening here in this country in our country you know the police brutality the all the violence that are also taking place here in our country you know Mike Brown Eric Garner Tamir Rice and others who got victimized by police forces the CIA and uh, the how the Senate released a 500 page report about the CIA program and then lately the the 130 135 children who were killed in 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 Pakistan you know i'm a human being i just cannot take that any longer and i cannot keep talking about that because it actually affects my heart as a matter of fact i stopped watching news for like the last 4 or 5 days i don't watch news anymore and don't be surprised if i quit my job and disappear soon you know because really it affects my heart and i really cannot take it any longer so i just needed an uplift and i'm sure everybody here needs this uplift so inshallah we're going to change the mood a little bit today and we're going to talk about laughter in islam joking in islam And laughter and joking is is something that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala created us with. It's a kind of like an instinctive feeling that that human were created with. And Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala does not forbid people to express their natural feelings. It actually encourages them to do that. And being a Muslim, it's not required for your talk to be only or all the time about zikr of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. you're not required to to have or your silence about only meditation 
But you're a human being. You have to find like a middle way. And where can you find this middle way? By following the great example of the Prophet The example that the Prophet said. Despite his numerous responsibilities, he joked. He had time to have fun. In many occasions, he joked with his companion. He found time to share good feelings with his wives. You know, he was not carried away with the burdens of his prophethood to the extent to neglect him to show some, some affection to his wives. So Rasulullah he joked. He joked. The Sahaba also, alayhim, the Sahaba, the companions of Rasulullah they also joked. And Rasulullah he was known as someone who used to smile all the time, that he was witty and he loved wit. But just like anything else in Islam, there is a limitation, there is law, regulation, some etiquettes in order to have halal joking or halal fun. And the scholar said the jokes should only be truthful. One of these etiquettes, they said the jokes should, should only be truthful. And Rasulullah said, وَيْلٌ لِمَنْ يَكْذِبْ Woe to the person who lies to make others laugh. Woe to him, woe to him. And this is just a warning against those who are the people who lie to make others laugh. This is just a warning against them, against their behavior. Yeah. Rasulullah when he was asked about, Ya Rasulullah, do you joke? He said, yes, but I only say the truth. I only say the truth. Also they said one of the etiquettes of joking or having fun is that joking should not hurt the feelings of people. You know, it should not be about mockery, about making fun of others. You know, some of us make fun of people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afflict them with a flaw, a physical flaw. People laugh about this, seriously. And for those who laugh about these things, you know, and, and not just a physical flaw, like a lame leg or, a, or someone who was born without an arm. No, there are people who make fun of people, how they talk, how they walk, how they smell sometimes. Seriously, how they smell. They'd be looking at each other, look at this guy, look at this woman, they smell the odor, this and that. This is haram. This is actually haram. It's haram in Islam to, to make, fun of, uh, make fun of others. So... Uh, so Rasulullah prohibited that and he said, do not joke or make fun of the flaw of your brother. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may have mercy on him and afflict you with similar thing. You know, afflict you with that thing or similar to what he has. Also they said one of the etiquettes is that joking should not lead to frightening people, terrorizing people. Rasulullah said, it's not permissible for a man to frighten another Muslim. You know, all these YouTube videos about people throwing like ice water and somebody is sleeping or something. You know, uh, hidden drums by the ears of someone who's sleeping and they think it's fun. You know, can a trap of someone to scare him? You know, there's two of the Sahaba, or three, three or four people were traveling with the Messenger of Allah and they waited until one of them went sleep and then they, they took his luggage and they hid it. 
So he got up in the morning and he was concerned about his language and then he got really upset. And then they brought it back to him. They said they were joking. Rasulullah said, don't do that anymore. And he said, وسلم, it's not permissible for a Muslim to take something from his brother and hide it. You know, whether he is doing it jokingly or in purpose. So it's prohibited. They also said the jokes should not be excessive. And there are people who joke all the time. It becomes like their habit to joke and make fun. And we understand that joking and making it's just a, it's a, just a break from all this ongoing seriousness and strife. It's just re relaxation for the soul. But still, you cannot joke all the time. Sayyidina Sa'id ibn al-As, he says to his son one time, you know, slow down a bit in, in joking, because it weakens your personality. And it gives others a chance to insult you. And then he said, I don't mean to abandon it altogether, because that also will drive away your friends and your companions. Imam al-Nawi, he said, the type of joking, or the kind of joking that is prohibited in Islam, is the excessive joking. Because it leads to too much laughter, it leads to hardening of the heart, it will distract you from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it will also cause others to lose respect for you. But we know Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he had comedians, he, he was witty, he loved wit, he used to smile all the time. And Samak ibn Harb, he asked Jabir ibn Sumara, well you used to sit around Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you used to talk to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said yes, we used to sit with him after Fajr until sunrise. And we used to remember what we used to do in the pre-Islamic era, in the time of Jahiliyyah, and we used to laugh, but he used to smile. And Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu anhu, he also said something similar. He said, we used to sit around Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sometimes we'll talk about food, he will, he will also talk about food, we'll talk about traveling, he will talk about traveling, and sometimes we'll talk about even joking. And sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he will be also making jokes with us. See, he was just a human being. You know, he was just a human being, just like Ibn Sirin, he was asked about the Sahaba of Rasulullah he said, uh, yes, they, what do you think of them? They were just human beings. And Ibn Khayy was asked also about the Sahaba of Rasulullah he said, yes, they used to joke, but Iman used to be firm and strong in their heart, just like mountains, just like mountains. So the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, yes, they used to joke just like the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa Al-Miqdad, they said he had a fit of laughter in the presence of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So and there is a lot of examples about how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa used to joke. Is that woman who came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa she said, Ya Rasulullah, ud'u Allah liya an adkhul al-jannah. O Messenger of Allah, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for me to enter paradise. And Rasulullah said, Oh, don't you know that there is no place in paradise for all people? And then the woman, she got really upset and she, and she started crying. And Rasulullah he didn't actually lie. Because we were saying one of the etiquettes of saying a joke that, that you always have to be truthful. And he said, وسلم, I joke but I only say the truth. And it's actually true. It's actually true. But she did not understand what Rasulullah was referring to. Because everybody in Jannah, inshaAllah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us Jannah, Allahumma amin. Everybody will be young, will enter Jannah young and youthful. 
And then Rasulullah said, And he interpreted it to the lady and she became really happy. And then she remembered when she was 30 or 32 years old and how beautiful and full of youth she was. We know also that Rasulullah had a Nu'aiman and he was a comedian. And they said, Ibn Majah, in Sunan Ibn Majah, they said Nu'aiman went with Suwaybit and Abu Bakr al-Siddiq on a business trip. And Suwaybit was a man who was in charge of the food. And Nu'aiman wanted something to eat. And he said, wait until Abu Bakr comes back. So he said, Wallahi la'aghidhannak. So he found a group of people, a group of business people, and he said to them, Would you like to trade your camel? My slave, I will give you my slave, you give me your camel. They said, yeah, okay, sure, we'll do that. And then he said, my slave has a flaw. He thinks that he's, he's a free man. You know, he's stubborn, he's arrogant. So they said, well, we're tough, who can handle that? So he traded his friend, the camel. And then when they caught him, he said, what are you doing? I'm a free man, I'm a free man. They said, yeah, we heard that too. <laughs> they said, when they went back to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and they told him about the story, that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and his companions, they laughed for, it for a whole year, every time they remember this incident. <laughs> and the Sahaba as well, the Sahaba of Rasulullah they used to joke and they used to have fun. Rasulullah also, the story of Anjasha. And Anjash was the man who was leading the camels that were carrying the mothers of the believers on their way back to Medina from Hajj. And Anjash had a beautiful voice. And he actually started singing. He started singing, the camels liked how beautiful his voice was, and then they started to run. And then Rasulullah said, Ya Anjasha, Rifqan bil qawarir. He said, Sallallahu Oh Anjasha, ride slowly, don't break the crystals. You know, and the crystal is a beautiful term that the Prophet used to describe his wives. They are pure and precious. You know, he, he called them crystals. So, Ya Anjasha, Rifqan bil qawarir. So he used to also joke with everybody, with children as well. And there's a story, a lot of stories that, that took place between him and Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik and radiallahu anhu. Zuhair, he said there was a man whose name was Zuhair, he used to come to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu He used to live in the desert, but he used to visit Rasulullah sallallahu occasionally. And they said, Zuhair, before he goes to visit Rasulullah he used to go and buy a gift for him. He used to first go to the market, buy a gift to the Messenger of Allah and bring it. So one time Rasulullah was in the market while Zuhair was looking for something to buy for him. And Rasulullah hugged him from the back and said, guess who I am? So the man, he just touched the hands of Rasulullah and immediately he knew that it was the Messenger of Allah Immediately he knew that it was the Messenger of Allah You know, Sayyidina Anas, he said, Wallahi ma lamastu dibajan wala hariran an'ama min yadi nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa Having touched something that is, is even softer than silk in the hands of Rasulullah It shows the love of the Sahaba to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu and then Rasulullah said, Who wants to buy the slave 
And he wasn't a slave, he was a free man. And again, it's not a lie, because he's a slave of God. Then he said, Ya Rasulullah, you will find me worthless. And they said that this man was, you know, his physical appearance were not really pleasant to a lot of people. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, you will find me worthless. And Rasulullah said to him, But she mean a lot to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have worth a lot. You have worth a lot in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, uh, <clears throat> even the mashayikh and the tabi'een, the salaf and the followers of the sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, some of them also used to be known as Bidi, and they, they laughed to, to joke. Imam Shabi is one of them. Imam Shabi was born 21st Hijriah, during the time of Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab, and he was a great scholar. He was known for his uh, fiqh, and he was actually um, appointed by Umar ibn Abdul Aziz to be the Qadi, to be the judge of the whole Islamic Caliphate. Imam Shabi, they said also, he loved to joke. And they said one time somebody asked him, Ya Aba Umar, atamzah. Oh Aba Umar, you make jokes. And then he said, Yes, we will die from grief if we don't joke. Really? And then they said one time a man passed by and he was sitting by his wife. And he said, Which of you is a Shabi? And he pointed at his wife. And then somebody came one time, he came to him and he asked him, Is it permissible for a muhrim to scratch his back? A muhrim, someone who is in the haram, someone who is either performing umrah or performing hajj. Is it permissible for someone to scratch his back? He said, Yes, it's permissible. He said, How much? He said, Down to the bone. <laughs> Shabi rahimahullah somebody also asked him about the name of the wife of Iblis what is her name he said wallahi that was a wedding that I did not give my invitation for <laughs> and also our people that I actually sat with people I, take, I took knowledge from, they used to joke they used to have fun Rasulullah said in a hadith narrated by Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu. This hadith is located in Ibn Abi Dunya. He said, The best of action is to bring joy and happiness to your brothers and your sisters. That's the best of actions. To bring joy and happiness to people. To feed people. To meet people with cheerful face. Maybe as we said, we should just all take a break from the news. Stop watching the news for a day or two. Really, just turn off the TV, just don't think about what's happening in the world. And maybe this is a good day, a good night. Take your, your, your wife out for dinner. Take your family out for dinner. You know, have some fun. Have some fun. Talk about something else other than what's happening around us. Alhamdulillahi wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa ala Allahum ashrah li sadri wa yassir li amri wa hlul uqadatan min lisani yafqahu qawli Alhamdulillah Before we leave inshaAllah After the Jum'ah we're going to pray Salatul Ghaib And Salatul Ghaib The scholars have different opinions about it Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah and Abu Hanifa They said 
it is permitted to pray Salat al-Ghaib on someone that people have already performed janazah on him. Imam Malik, although Imam Malik, he said no. As long as somebody prayed janazah somewhere, you are not allowed to, to pray it or call it Salat al-Ghaib. Rasulullah prayed it only one time, and that's when the Najashi passed away. And Rasulullah said, Pray Janazah for your brother because he testified that there is no God but Allah and I'm the Messenger of Allah. So whoever wants to join us, Ahlan wa Sahlan, he can join us. And whoever doesn't want to join us, it's up to him, Ahlan wa Sahlan. Also, he doesn't have to. The Salat al Ghaib, we're going to pray for the 135 children who were murdered in cold blood in Pakistan, inshaAllah. That's one thing. The other thing is, we talked a little bit about sadaqah and giving. But Jazakumullah khair for all the people who gave last, uh, last week. But this is just a reminder for the people who didn't have their checkbooks or, or money or something. I need today, inshallah, before you leave, Again, if each one of us put like 50 or 100 or 200 dollars, it will be really good for the next two or three months. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless those who give and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless those who are going to give and bless everybody inshaAllah. The other thing is Surah Al-Hajarat, I just wanted to thank everybody who attended. It was really, I was really surprised to see how many people were interested in the topic. And I also was really surprised of how many people were not interested in the topic as well. So I just wanted to thank the people who organized the event. Brother Shahid and Sister Hajra, they did a great job. It looked very professional, mashallah. And I wouldn't be able to do it without them. So, Zakumullah khair, Zakumullah khair for everybody who attended. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Allahumma khullana dhinubana wa israfana fi amrina. Thabbit aqdamana ansurna ala qawmi al-kafirin. One more thing. There's a sister, she's really dear to me. Uh, she's dear to each one of us. Her father has just passed away in Pakistan. And she asked me and asked everybody here to make dua for him, insha'Allah. Her name is Aisha. So if you want to make dua for her father. Sakumla khair and subhanahu rabbika rabbil izzati amma sufuna salaman al mursaleen. Alhamdulillah rabbil alim. Allahumma khfilana dunubana wa israfana fi abrina wa thabita khdamana ansurna ala qam al kafirin. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and bless your, your, your families. Allahumma ameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen the faith in your heart. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help our brothers and our sisters, the people who, who recently embraced Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from laziness and inability. Allahumma ameen. أقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم وقن الصلاة